Rise within us, Holy Spirit. Am I your God? I'm Rise within God. And we decree and declare this night, God. No one on this line shall remain the same. In Jesus' immaculate name. They shall grab hold the hem of the garment on tonight. Ah, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the night, We decree and declare these things in your son Jesus' name. Oh, And it is so, and so it is. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, good evening, men and women of the Most High God. Welcome to the Watchman Teleconference. I'm your host on tonight, Glenda Treadwell. And I say welcome to each and every person on this line. I hope you got your seatbelts on. Because <laughs> we finna go somewhere in the Holy Ghost. God want his children healed, delivered, and set free. And we just thank God for tonight. And we thank God what is about to go forth on tonight. We will not be before you long. We shall obey the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And let him have his own way on tonight. Amen and amen. I thank each and every one that's on the line. And we're not going to prolong any more time. We are going into the word. We're going to the book of Leviticus. Ramadishikadabosa. <laughs> We're going to Leviticus, the 24th chapter. Mm, my God, my God. Woo, I feel the fire of God. And we're going to start at the 19th verse. If you got a phone or you got a book, get it. If not, just hear the word what God is saying. And it reads, if a, And if a man calls a blemish in his neighbor, as he hath done, so shall it be done unto him. Branch, breach for breach, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, as he hath caused a blemish in a man. So shall it be done to him again. Now what we talking about tonight is simply called tie. How can you heal someone else and you need healing? I'm just breaking it down. Oh, he said I got disconnected. Anybody on there? I guess not. We thank you for it. We thank you for everything that you're about to do. Ah, I'm not going to prolong the time because we already see we done made the enemy mad. So we're going to go on and get this thing done. Ah, yeah, cut out a bullshit. Welcome everybody that's on the line. You know who I am. I ain't going back through the formalities anymore. We just going to call it what we see it. And we just thank God for it. And God want us to talk about stop trying to fix the broken when you yourself are broken. God, let me say it again. Stop trying to fix the broken when you yourself are broken. 
A lot of times in the body of Christ, we never give our time, give ourselves time to heal. We always go through a process, but we never go through it completely. And that's how a lot of things get broken. That's how a lot of things get kind of torn and tattered up because we don't give God enough time to heal us because we don't want people to know we hurting. We don't want people to know or we don't want it to be exposed that we are hurting. We don't want people to know this. So we'll go through the formalities, acting like we all good, but then guess what? Some kind of way it always seems to show. Some kind of form or fashion it always seems to show. Some form of fashion is like something is always exposed. The word God gave me years and years ago, he said from with exposure comes development. God will allow things to be exposed in your life simply just to heal you and not only just heal you, but use you to heal somebody else. All right, glory to God. We have to be sober, sound, and sensitive to the things that are being done in the kingdom of God. And we are both shy. Yeah. God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you, Lord. We have to go even go back to the Levitican priests when they would pray the sins of the people onto either a lamb or a goat. But that lamb and that or that goat had to be pure. It couldn't have no blemishes on it, no blemish spot or wrinkle. And when the Levitican priest prayed the sins on the goat, a lot of people used to think that they would just let the goat go. No. The priest had to lead the goat out or the lamb, whichever one they used, had to lead it out through whatever forest, whatever towns they come across. Because the sins that were on that goat, they wanted to let that goat or that lamb go where it was no population, where it was nothing that where those sins could get on the people. That was the Old Testament. That was when the priest did the work. But God has already made a petition. We don't have to use the priest anymore. We can go to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When the man pierced Jesus in his side and the blood and the water came streaming down, that was an avenue for us to go in and get what we needed from Jesus, whether it's healing, deliverance. It was there. But we are so yet prideful, we don't want anybody to know that we're hurting. We don't want anybody to know that we're damaged. And we are put on a good facade. We're put on a good front. And we know we're hurting. We're hurting deeply. And sometimes, instead of sharing it with somebody, because the way churches are now, People are ashamed and embarrassed to even share it with the people in the body of Christ because they think they're going to mock them, talk about them, gossip about them, and all of the above. This is where God is tearing down the old petition that we built. We built all this. We caused all these damages to come up on the people and not being totally healed because not just because of pride, but because of pure embarrassment. We don't want nobody to know what we go through. We don't want people to, to just say, hey, I got a problem. I want to, can you talk to me about it? We have so gotten so far out the way when it comes to that, that 
people don't even trust the body of Christ anymore. They don't trust the men and women of God because of all the things that has happened. All the things that have been said and done in the name of Christ, as we put it. But God truly want his people healed. And he want us to be delivered and he want us to be free tonight. We're going to go to, again, we're going to go to Isaiah and we're going to go to the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. Like I said, I'm not going to be before you long. And we're just going to do what God is telling us to do tonight. And we're going to call it a night. Amen. So we're going to go to the book of Isaiah and we're going to go to the 53rd chapter. And we're going to start at the fifth verse. And this is a familiar, familiar passage that we all know, but it's so vital on tonight. And it said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Are we like sheep have gone astray? We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears. And he opened not his mouth. Everything that we need in this day, time, and hour, Jesus has already did it for us. As what the Holy Ghost spoke to me as far as in the month of October, we're in a season of irreversible endings. Irreversible endings. Everything that has been decreed and declared over your lives there is no way it can be reversed because he's already done it for us. It's already been nailed to the cross. It's already been taken from us. The only way that it will be reversed is if we pick it back up. My God, if we pick that thing back up, then everything Christ did, he did for not. That's why he said the month of October is for irreversible endings. When Jesus said those three words on the cross, it is finished. It is finished. That means it's done. It's done completely. But the enemy will always come <coughs> and try to bring things up. How many know that the enemy can come in? He can use anybody at any given time to make us go back into a way that we were. When we know we have been set free by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. But the enemy can catch us at a, at a place and begin to bring those things back up to us. That's why he said, let, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. A lot of times the enemy will come and put stuff in our faces to try to make us go back to those old ways those old habits that old way of thinking that old way of processing things even when Jesus had taken care of all of it but because the cares of this world the enemy come in and just wreak havoc will put pressures on you we have people that are fighting 
fights every day in their minds because they do not know how to release things because they don't know how to let things go. He said for us to let them go and look at them again. Do not turn back to those things. Forget the former things, the things of old. God is trying to bring us into a new place with a new mind, a new heart, and a new spirit. God is trying to bring us where we're supposed to be in righteousness and in holiness. But because of the cares of this life and things that may happen, we have a tendency to go back. That doesn't mean that it's wrong. We just have to fight harder. We have to pray harder. We have to seek his face even the more. And I love what he gave me this afternoon when we was talking about hurts and pains. He gave me microscopic injury. <laughs> microscopic injury. I'm like, okay, God, what is this? He said microscopic injury is something that is so fine, so minute. The only people can see it is the enemy and God. Other people don't even know it's there. Other people won't even think about it. But something may come up and they begin to get on that injury. It's like, I put it like this, it's like a hairline fracture. If you got a broken bone, they'll tell you it's not completely broken. <laughs> but it's so fine. They call it hairline because it is as thin as a piece of hair. And you have to make sure it's taken care of because if you put any pressure on it, that hairline fracture will get bigger. That is what the enemy is trying to do with the people of God. And hairline fracture, the enemy see it. So he's trying to add more and more and more pressure on it. He's trying to put so much pressure on it that it will break. And when it breaks, then you're going to start going back to the old familiar ways. Not the things of God, but the things in the past. It was an old song that we used to listen to. And I'm telling my age, I don't care. It was a song by One Way and Al Hudson. And it says, always seemed to be something in the past won't let us last. A lot of times, we think we are free from our past. <laughs> Till something comes up. <laughs> Till something begins to irritate us or begin to... Just make us go in the way that we shouldn't go. A lot, even this month, when it's actually, we're dealing with domestic violence awareness. A lot of things, just like with most men and women that have gone through some type of domestic violence, some type of abuse. A lot of times the enemy would take that and begin to use it to make you go back to the old ways. Because a lot of times they're not truly, totally healed. And when you're not totally healed, you will revert back to the old ways, to the old way of thinking. And we have to know that God is taking it to the cross. But we are so embarrassed about it. We don't want even nobody to understand what we're going through. A lot of times something will hurt us so bad that we will isolate ourselves. But that, see, that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to isolate yourself. He wants you to be by yourself so he can begin to play mind games with you. <laughs> when he can begin to torment you because you don't want to let nobody know what's going on with you. You think you're strong enough to do it by yourself. But he said, God said in his word, we are helpers 
one toward another. But because we are so hurt in certain areas, we don't want to share our pain for fear of gossipers. <laughs> Tailbearers. Come on. A lot of times people refuse to tell what's wrong with them. We got men, women that have been abused in so many areas of their life. They've been so abused that they don't know what else to do. They want to tell somebody. But when you got the enemy tormenting you all the time, you, you're afraid because the enemy tell you, you know, if you tell somebody, they going to do them a go out and tell everything that you said. You know that's not real. You know that's not of God. You, you know they ain't, they ain't going to be truthful with this. They just going to get out there and they going to tell all your business. This is what the enemy does when you isolate yourself. You think you're doing a good thing by isolating yourself, but you're doing exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Because he know, the enemy know you don't trust the people of God. You trust them to a certain point, but you don't totally trust them. But you're not supposed to trust the people. You're supposed to trust God, the God that's in them. You have to trust God with all this. That's why he said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You can ask God to send you somebody. That you can talk to. That someone can minister to you. And it don't go any further. We have so many wounded people. In the body of Christ. And they're wounded because they don't trust the leadership. They're wounded because. They already know what the leadership is going to do. And they rather smoke it away. Drink it away. Hoe it away. Whatever it takes to get a little bit of peace. They would rather do that than to ask God to send a person that can minister to them. Because of all the things that have happened in the church. The people that truly need the church are the ones that are hurting the most. We have people walking down the streets, up and down these roads, hurting Afflicted with pain on drugs and everybody ain't doing it because it's fun. You got people that are so hurt, they'd rather stay high than to deal with their hurt. They'd rather drink and do drugs rather than to deal with the man in the mirror. They'd rather go through all these things because they simply don't trust God's people. And especially if you've already seen someone hurt somebody in the church. There was a pastor I was under years ago and this person got up in the pulpit and said, I'm just like an old refrigerator. My door is always open. She let the congregation know that she gossips. Now, do you honestly think somebody going to go to them and talk to them about their personal bit when she just told them that she is a gossiper? But you still have people to go to her. You still have people to go. And she did it. And then they're wondering, well, what if she did that? She told you. She let you know up front. She would do it. And then you got other people that proclaim themselves to be leaders in the body of Christ. Have done some diabolical things. 
to people and they yet still have not repented. And you got people that are so wounded and so broken that they breaking and hurting other people. You got people that are not delivered from hurts from their childhood. But instead of them being honest with it and getting healed from it, you go and you hurt somebody else. I love what a man said that he called it the other day. He called it emotional terrorism. Emotional terrorism. I love what he said. Because that person is not healed, is not delivered, and not free. But you got so much love for this person that you are literally being a terrorist in your own home. You are being terrorized by a person you love and that you want to see healed. But they won't do it. They'll do it for so long. They'll do it for a while. But then let something happen. All that stuff will come back. And then it's worse than it was at first. This, that was one of the best explanations I have heard in a long time. And that is what's happening in the body of Christ. We will walk around broken, shattered. Because we know that there are terrorists out there to torment us. To, 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 to talk about us. To just make us feel like we're not worthy of anything. And this is what God is demanding from us. Because he healed us. We had someone. God sent us someone to help us. And we took it. And we got the help we needed. But the church has gotten so. And the only word comes in my spirit is diabolical. The church has gotten so diabolical. That is no longer a church. You might as well call it a, a social scene or a social club. Because you got people going in and out the church, in and out the church. You going in hurt, you coming out more hurt. And then if you do decide to share something with somebody, you got you may have to take it a chance that somebody's preaching it over the pulpit. Or somebody's talking about you over the pulpit. These are the things that God is about to <clears throat> send the east wind to. We got people that are hurting, and I mean hurting, battered, bruised, and all they want is help. And the church has been so laxidated. The church is so in a, in a, such a, ugh, in such a bad way that there's nobody for them to go to. You'll find those few people that you can reach out to. That will help you. That will minister to you. Will minister healing to your soul. But then if you do that. Then you got the other people saying. You don't know what she did. You don't know what he was going through. You don't understand what they did. Anything to tear down the healing virtue. That you are about to receive. Because most churches. Will literally pimp you. Of your injury. They don't want you healed. They can get money out of your wounds. They can get all kind of notoriety out of your wounds and your hurts. And if you think, let me give you an example. about You have some people that go to church, they say deliverance services. But if you are real, real careful and you watch, 
If you know the certain people that are always going somewhere for deliverance services, those same people are with them. <laughs> they are with them. And those are the same people they call out. See, that it took, it took me 15 years to catch that. And when I finally caught it, enough was enough. It didn't matter where that person was going. Those other people was right there with them. And she was calling those people out. And they was falling out. And they were doing all this stuff. Nobody's getting healed. Nobody's getting delivered. Nobody's being set free. It, you might as well call it Showtime at the Apollo. Because that's what it was. It was a show. It was an act. And we got people out here. That are hurting. And when I say hurting. I mean you got people right around here that's hurting. That's ready to slit their wrist. Are ready to take some pills. Are ready to walk in front of an 18 wheeler. Because they are just that tired. And they keep asking for help. And no one's listening to them. This is the season I keep saying. God want his people to be sober, sound, and sensitive. To what's going on in the world. We're not called to everybody. But the ones that we are called to. God demands a, de a return on everything he has deposited on the inside of you. Let me say it again in case you didn't catch it. God demands a return on everything he has deposited within you. The gifts and calling are without repentance, but he demands a return on it. I know what I'm saying is right. God do not give us these gifts just to set up and look pretty. He give us these gifts to go out and help those that need it. He gives us these gifts for us to go so we can minister to those that are hurting. He gives us these gifts to go out there, not to the cute sheep, not to the fresh sheep, but to the ones that they don't want to deal with. The wayward sheep, the dirty sheep, the ones that people laugh at. You see on the corner and you just pass by them. These are the people. These are the sheep that God is calling us to. He's tired of us using our gifts with each other. He's tired of us preaching to one another. It's time, past time, for us to hit the road, hit the streets. But I'm going to give you another little tay -tay. The reason a lot of them don't want to do it is because those spirits will expose them for who they are. Ha! My God. You got people, I'm an evangelist, went out there one time, and the person they thought didn't know nothing, exposed it for who, for who they were. Exposed them right there. That's why a lot of people don't want to do outreach or evangelism. Because if you're not right with God, you will get exposed. But just like what God said, with exposure comes development. If you get exposed, that's a good way for you to begin to get healed, delivered, and free. But you be embarrassed about it. You got folks in the church. At this very moment, that are hurting so bad, they don't care. They'll put the front up. And I'm not talking about the layman. I'm talking about the leadership. You got leaders that are wounded, that are hurting, that are spiritually bleeding to death. But they don't even trust people to go to them. Now, that's saying a lot. 
But God wants us to be healed. Men and women of God, we're about to go into a time now that if you don't know God, and I mean if you don't know God that you know that you know God, you're going to find yourself in a very volatile position. Because it is something over the horizon that is about to come. And if you not, if you are not steady with your faith, with your word, and with God, you're about to see who's been faking and who's not. Because that is coming. That's why, he, that's why he's given us time, chance, and opportunity to get this right. And not just right with ourselves, but to get right with others. If we've made mistakes with people, let's apologize. Let's repent to them so we can get this thing right. You got people out here right now are hurting. And all they need is an apology from somebody that hurt them. But because of pride, they won't do it. Because of, because of haughtiness. And they got your and they won't do it because they don't want to get exposed. They want to say that it's something wrong with that person when the truth is they're the ones hurt and they're spewing their poison and their venom and their infection on other people. They don't want to admit they're hurting. But you will hurt other people. They don't want to admit they need help. But you don't want to go and help nobody else. That is not what God called us into the ministry for. He tells us, point blank, it's for the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting, for the maturity, for the saints to grow up. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. Everybody ain't supposed to be in the pulpit. You got some got to be out there in the highway, in the byway. You got some out there that's going to be out there on those on them roads, on them corners. You got some that's going to be out there under those bridges. For the edifying of the body of Christ. To lift us up in the things of God. And not in your clothes. Not in your money. Not in your church. Not in your building. Not in your woman. None of it. <coughs> we got it twisted. You think because somebody riding around in a $50,000 car. Or wearing a, a designer suit. You think they saved. But then you look at this other person that got on tattered jeans, dirty t-shirt, and old gym shoes. And got Holy Ghost power. But you don't look at them. You don't look at them. You look at the one, the devil in the suit. What was the song? Devil in a blue dress? Devil in a blue suit. You look at them. Ooh, girl, you see that? And the man can't cast out a headache. But you'll break your neck to him. This is why God said we got to be sober, sound, and sensitive to his word, to his spirit, and to the spirit of the enemy. We got we to gotta wake up out this slumber that we call church and religion. This is a slumber because we're allowing this stuff to take place. We're allowing it to happen. We are allowing it. And those that cause a ruckus, they quick to make them out to be crazy. They got problems. They got issues. And the only issue they got is they, they're like John in the wilderness. They are crying out against your sins. But they got a problem with that. But, and then you get them out the way, then you got the blue suit going on doing whatever it is got to do.
We are in a place right now that God is demanding a return on everything he has deposited within all of us. He did not give us these gifts to be cute. He did not give us these gifts to just lay back in the cut. He gave us these gifts to go out there and work the work while it is day. Because when night come, no man can work. He has gekorobo shaka yenele onda se roshenda basi kerele bansa raba shekata robo shika delebo shataya. He said, "Night is coming." Yekalobo shanda raba shekorobo si. Night is coming. Raba shata raba shekalobo si. Ranobo shata. Night is coming. We better be ready and do what we got to do. For the kingdom, not for somebody, not for a church, not for a name, but for kingdom. We've gotten away from the real call. We ain't called to a building or a person. We are called to everybody. We are kingdom workers and kingdom builders. Not just one somebody, but to the world. God has called us out here to do this work, to work this work. It don't matter if it don't be but one person or ten, but we have to be obedient to where God is sending us and what God has called us to do. We got men, women, boys, and girls that are hurting from, from diabolical spirits that have done Deeds that are so disgusting, it is ridiculous. And you still got people that Ramasha <laughs> that still covers them up and keep them protected from not being exposed for who they are. You got people that are leaders in the church, know they hurting, know they're in pain. No, they're not doing right, but rather stay where they are, do the things they're doing, and not be healed. These are the places that you can look for Ichabod to be written on them, and not just the building, but on your forehead. <laughs> See, that's something else people don't understand. God, at that time, God wrote Ichabod on the building. God now is writing it on the forehead of those that are not doing what he's telling them to do. Or they're doing whatever the enemy is telling them to do. God is exposing these people. He exposes the, the dirt so that they can admit to it, get healed and delivered. But they rather just go from place to place to place. And just have bodies everywhere like a wreck. They don't care. They don't care about what's going on with anybody else. They don't care. If something get exposed, you go to another church. I, I, I don't want to mention nobody's name, but I know a person right now. That person has gone to four churches in two years. Because he like going with teenage girls. And instead of calling him out for what devil he is, they ship him to another church. This is the stuff that has 
God angry. These are the things that is angering the Lord. We got people that are hurting from people that did stuff in their past. Young. And they still hurting from it. Because they honestly don't know how to release it. They say they release it, but they didn't. They say they're healed, but they're not. They got they are perpetrating in the body. And all they're doing is causing shipwreck to other people. That's why I like what, they, what when the man said, what he said, emotional terrorism. Because that's what it is. You get somebody in there and they get the weeping and crying and all this kind of stuff. And then they fall right for it. And then as soon as they get exposed, they move somewhere else. This is the thing that God is about to put to a screeching halt. Because we all have assignments in the kingdom. It is not, it is not by chance that this particular word is coming out right now. It is not by chance because you have people out there that is literally working the work to try to be a pastor in a church. When God is trying to call you to be something even more greater, a kingdom builder. Ah, Yokorobo Shanda. It ain't always about the building, but it's about the individual. People think, oh, shit, Korobo, I hear your Holy Ghost. The people think. If you get a church building and the suits and all this, you have made it. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. I can honestly say I've, I have not had a building and nothing else. And I'm grateful to say that God has used me and what he's called me to do for 25 years. And I wouldn't take I wouldn't take a step from it because I have learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I've, I've gotten chasing a lot. I've gotten exposed with some things that I thought I was free from, but I wasn't. But I wouldn't take none of it back because it may, because God is making me to whom he need me to be. Not because of what somebody else said. They're quick to want to say, well, you do this like one need a bind. When you do this, how about being who you are, who God called you to be, and quit trying to perpetrate and be something that you are not. That's the ekorosha. That's the exposure that is about to hit the land. You got people out here that are flat out fronting. And they're about to get exposed. Because God is tired of his children being wounded and hurt. We got people that are so hurt that they're ready to take their own life. They are tired. They are sick and tired of the facade and the game. When all they want. It's for somebody to understand how they feel and to help them break that chain. We can sing the songs all day long, but at the end of the day, are you truly doing what God has called you to do in this season? Are you truly walking the walk that he called you to walk in? Are you truly Doing everything that God has called you to do in this time, day, and season. Because when it's all said and done, you're going to hear one or two things. You're going to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or you're going to hear, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. 
is closer than what we think it is. We say, yeah, the old folks used to say that. Yeah, Jesus is soon to come. And guess what? He's closer to coming now than he was then. You can literally see it. You see the timing. You see what's going on in the world. Jesus is soon to come. But are you ready? Not for, are you ready? Can you say that everything that has gone on in your life, you have you've forgiven, you've released, and you've moved on? Or are you still having difficulties with some things? This is where the healing virtue of God come in. Because I can say it with myself. There were some things that I thought I was rid of, but I wasn't. And I think I will tell, I will say that I thank God for that woman of God, Apostle Rose Stewart from New York. That woman let me know when you do get free from that, you're going to be unstoppable. When somebody in the body of Christ loves you enough to tell you the truth, regardless of how you feel, that's kingdom. When they don't care how it may affect somebody else, but if they know they love you enough to tell you, you messing up, you're you going the wrong way, you doing something you don't need to do. They love you enough to tell you the truth before destruction comes. That's a kingdom worker. They love you enough to tell you the truth. They're not going to be playing games with you just because you may have money or prestige. They love you enough to tell you the rock bottom truth. Even if you never say nothing else to them again, they're going to give you the truth. These are the soldiers that God is wanting to remain faithful to and not be hurt because of other people. These are the soldiers that God is grinding up for this season. We're being suited and booted for the work and he know we ready. No matter how bad it hurt, somebody tell us the truth about ourselves. We accept it, repent from it and move on. Where are the real men and women of God? Where are the soldiers? Where are they? God is calling for the soldiers. For the front line. Because he will not put a wounded soldier on the front line to get somebody else hurt. My God. My God. Just like the Levitican priests. It's time for us to lead. Hey God. Even with the sheep and the goats. And when they led them out. And made sure they were in a desolate place. What most people don't even understand is this. They had to strip down. Before they could go back to where they were. So that no sin. Would be on them. How many of you on this line tonight. Are you ready to strip down. You ready to get rid of whatever's lingering in your life for the perfecting of the work in the kingdom. It ain't about being cute no more. It's about the work. Are you ready? I'm going to say it like I'm saying myself. Are you ready to get down with it? Are you ready? Are you ready to stand ten toes down? Are you ready to be suited and booted for the kingdom of God? 
Are you ready? Because God ready. Ha! He's ready. Oh, he's waiting for us. A sincere yes, God. Ha! A sincere and honest yes, God. Even if it means getting delivered from something. From some pain. From some hurt. From some past. And those that may be still holding on to something that somebody did. You're not hurting that person. You're hurting yourself. By hanging on to it. That person is going on about their business. But you still holding on to that mess. Where are you going to release it? Drop it. Drop the vase. Let it go. So God can heal you totally and completely. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't know who on the line, but I'm done. If God is giving somebody something to say, the floor is yours. But I will say this. When you are truly ready for kingdom work, God is really ready to endow you with power from on high. Ha! My God. My God. Anybody got anything they want to say? Is someone else on there? They'd like to say something. My name is Evangelist Lorraine Townsend, and I thank God for being online tonight. Hey, woman of God, how you doing? Blessed, Amen. How are you? Amen, Amen. Powerful word there, man. And I had heard when you said something powerful is going to take place, and 
that's exactly what God's been talking with me about. Mm. Something big. We ain't seen not nothing yet. And you've probably been hearing people say this before, but I clearly hear God telling me this all the time, and I'm always sharing it in church. Something really big is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, God is wanting us in that word, just like you had said. And he has been dealing with me, and I tell you, I've been saying my word faithfully. Amen. Amen. And I just want to share that because it's true. You just confirmed it with me because I've just been hearing it so much about something powerful is going to hit this earth. Yes. And if we ain't in our word and stay fixed on God, it can catch you off guard. Hmm. Come on. Hmm. My God. Yes, I just Lord. want to share that, and, and I thank y'all for the, you know, tonight. So I just want to share that. Amen. I appreciate you, woman of God. <clears throat> and, and I just praise God for all. And, and, and the thing is, God, God gave me this. Not because we, we're not trying to beat people down, but he wants us to show the light. No matter how bad everything may seem to be, there's always the light. I don't care how dark an area or a situation is. There's always the light of Christ that continuously shined upon his people. Prophet Deborah, I hear you. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your redemption, Harabasai, is near and nigh. 
That's why he wants healing. That's why he wants divine healing in the kingdom. So that we may be ready to do the work. Yes, Lord. Who was that? You have the floor. How are you doing? How are you good? I Amen. If we don't learn how to, if we don't learn how to bring things into subjection, 
we'll never get to a place where we fully surrender to God. Yeah. And, and as she said, there are some leaders who are ministering and believing at the same time. But ain't it amazing if you think about it? How is your belief really affecting them? And you're not aware of it. My God. Because just some things that we see, that they see, but then there are some things spiritually that is caught that they don't even see, but they experience it. Because you have to remember there is a transference with spirit. My God. Period. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Just, just, just because we get to a place where we can hide things so well in the public, we have to be careful what we're releasing in private. Yes. Help to make God. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Bible said it is God who will expose what has been hidden. See, as people of God, we have to get to a place where we are willing to expose ourselves to God first. Yes. Before God has to expose us to the world by allowing the enemy to do what he does best. Mm-hmm. My and God. Tonight, I'm spirit, and, and I'm done. I promise, because I feel it tonight. Mm. Saul would have been okay had not Saul rejected God's order and command. The issue became this with Saul. When Samuel asked him what did God say, Saul <laughs> wanted to have his own opinion. Mm-hmm. The problem with us as leaders is we want to combat God's truth with opinion. And your opinion would never stand above God's truth. Because whatever God commands, that's what he requires. Yes. That's right. How often have we tried to live for God based on our opinion? Come on. And substitute our opinion for his truth. Come on, Pastor. Jesus said it best. He said the truth will make you free. Yes. Amen. The question tonight, if I'm going to serve God properly, and if I'm going to serve God correctly, if I'm going to serve God honestly, if I'm going to serve God truthfully, am I at a place where I'm allowing the truth to do what it needs to do in my life? No. That's what that's what it's down to tonight. Because there's no need to be sharing truth with somebody else and I can't accept truth. My God. There, there's no need of me sharing correction and, 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 and rebuking people when I can't have the correction and rebuke. Come on, Pastor. I'm trying to build up somebody when no. I can't when they, I can't accept being built. Hey. Amen. Amen. And one of the most deadly and dangerous things is to have a leader that is above the law. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to shut down my foot. Yeah. Hiya, Rosa. That's the issue. That's it. Come on. We are on the wrong. And God is not there and we are operating, but we feel like it's God. It's not God. It's man operating in this place because he has a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Woo! He haven't truly wow. experienced God in, 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 in the essence of who God is. But just because God touched him, I'm not sure if 
again. God will touch everybody every now and then, but I don't need him touching me. I need him living in me. Yes. Because when he lives in me, he's able to work out of me what's not like him that's in me. And because I desire to draw close to him, now his word draws him back close to me. Yes. Yes, okay. Bless the Lord. Yes, okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 